All right, Bartender Journey, episode number 12. Val. How you doing, man? Cool, cool. All right, so I was telling you about my experience. I went out to this bar in New York City. It's a recently opened place. It's There's a lot of buzz about it. People are talking about it all over the place. And, um, I mean, it opened very recently, within a couple of months. And it's become quite popular. So I went in there, and it was had its good and bad points. The uh, place looked beautiful. It was very, like, you wouldn't know. It was only open two months. It had, like, these exposed beams and stuff it looked like this old timey place had been there for <laughs> forever you know but you know they're really into their cocktails and stuff and there, there's actually two rooms i went there earlier in the day so this the second room wasn't open this is um you know one room was called the pub and one room was called something else but uh so anyway there was only one bartender on journey there was only one <laughs> journey there was only one bartender it, it on, is a journey brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm stuck saying bartender journey there was only one bartender on duty yep is what i meant to say and um she was young and my word for her was opinionated now she had opinions about everything including what you were drinking you know what i was drinking what the guy next to me was drinking what people should be drinking and and so what when i told you about this what was your reaction to that i just thought judgmental judgmental yeah debbie downer yeah she yeah. was i mean no i mean she was really into her craft you yep. know and all that of making the drinks whatever but she wasn't really the best people person in the world you know everybody in there was kind of into drinking and cocktails and how to make drinks so i started talking to this couple that sat next to me and he brought up the martini shaken or stirred controversy right my theory on this i don't know we know i don't think we ever talked about this but mine is when james bond says he wants it shaken not stirred that's because that's the exception to the rule it's supposed to be stirred and the reason for that in my opinion is that you don't want it to look like a slushy when it's done you don't want yep. too much ice in there you know it's supposed to be clear as can be you're not supposed to have tiny little ice crystals in it i was at an airport one time this guy shook this martini so much it looked like a slushy when he was done yeah. like you'd get at 7-eleven it was unbelievable so anyway point of the story is we're talking about shaking not stirred and i gave my opinion and he gave his opinion and the, so i asked the bartender what's your opinion she says well you're both wrong i was like what <laughs> we're both wrong. that's what you tell your gust your customers you're both wrong and i can't even remember what her answer was I, I don't think she ever answered you know what her opinion on that situation was but um you're both wrong like you and then so this guy sitting next to his wife you know she's embarrassing him in front of his wife and uh, it was just weird man it was weird and there was another guy who was drinking um something with vodka in it and um she was talking about how absolute vodka is the best and the flavored vodkas are the best and i said well i always you know my opinion on flavored vodka there's some good ones out there but generally they're not good and if you know if you want orange in your vodka put you know put some real orange in there i don't need an orange flavored vodka or whatever you know I, i'm a bartender i can make it taste like orange if i need to but anyway, she's going on about the absolute is the best, and it their flavors are made without you know any chemicals, blah blah blah, whatever. And uh, the guy's saying, I, I don't like absolute, you know. And I, I feel the same way. Like, yeah. I, I guess we shouldn't be talking about what brands we like or we what we don't because we, you know. Yeah. But uh, that's my opinion. I don't think I don't think absolute is the best out there. You know, I like Stoli. I like um, Tito's vodka. It was amazing. Uh, comes out of Texas. It's great. Um, so anyway. So she's telling him. So I went over to him. I I put my hand, my arm on his shoulder. I said, "Dude, I, I'm I'm with you. I don't think absolutes the cream of the crop either." <laughs> you know, but she she had opinions about everything. Yeah, that's she just killed the whole experience, man. 
Yeah, she really did. Because like you always say, it's it's about the experience. Yeah, you know, sure. Giving the people that are there an experience. You know, they're not there to be told they're wrong. But you know, it's funny. First of all, shaken or stirred. Yeah. This is my take on it. Yeah. I I now ask the customer what how they want it mm. because it's just a weird thing. It's like a, right. it's like a split. Some people like it this way. Some people like it that way. So right. instead of me assuming, I just ask. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I got to just say well, one thing you just said that freaked me out. Where. You're both wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, that translates to you, you. You're not getting tips from both these customers, now, right. dummy? I mean, what? I mean, I mean we're what, both not giving you I a mean, tip. I mean, you're both wrong. I mean, I know it's bizarre. Hold man. your tongue, man. You never one up the customer, man. You know they're yeah. on the trip. You know it's their trip. You're the pilot. You're the captain. Yeah, you got to accept that role. If you can't deal with that role, don't fucking bartend. Yeah, right. Right. So we talked about it before, the unwritten rule. You never go into a bar and tell people you're a bartender. So I never told her I was a bartender. But I ask her, I say, so you've been bartending long? She goes, well, I'm only 25 years old. <laughs> I wanted to laugh like 25 years old. I've been bartending, you know. <laughs> I she was my age yeah. away, but. <laughs> She's watching Nickelodeon and you were slinging drinks, man. I'm telling you, man. It was weird. So, but she had opinions on everything, and she's making all these, you know, fancy cocktails, which is cool, you know. But it was just, it was a weird experience, man. Yeah, man. You, you talk about the the Disney experience. So, what, well, what? I mean, basically, dude, she's robbing the customer of his or her escape or experience or trip, and you know, the the whole uh, Disney experience is you want to make it, you know, an, an experience for the customer. You know, that Disney has a winning formula. Yeah. They're just, you know, when right. you go to Disney, it's just amazing. It's like a whole, Disney's a country in yeah. itself. You know yeah. what I mean? And it, it, you can go there and ask any, the guy who's sweeping the floor or whatever, you can ask him, you know, where do you find this? That, yeah, the other exactly. thing. And, and he has to answer you with a smile and tell you the information. Yeah. You never feel bad about asking any, you know, sometimes you feel awkward asking whatever, the, you know, the guy that's sweeping up, how do you find such, such and such, but not at Disney. You don't have that yeah. ever. But I always, uh, you know, always opt to make it in a Disney experience where that customer walks out going, "Wow, they're better than they were when they came in." Mm. But I got to tell you, like that, that you know, she could have been having a bad day, so I'll give her the benefit. But I would never. That's that's kind of sloppy. She got sloppy behind the bar the way she's acting because that she, wasn't my impression. No, she was you know, well, well, you're yeah, right. You came up with the expression uh, "intellectual bully." Yeah, and that, that, you know, not that she was a. A bully, but she was. She You're was both trying to wrong. be. You're she was wrong. trying to be smarter than yeah. everybody else in the room. Who's you know, and meanwhile she's the youngest one in the room, which uh, went is fine. You know, young is cool, but <laughs> it was just odd. Nah, I hear you. It's funny when not, you, I, that experience. You know, when I think of you know people that I work with, and sometimes I get these type of bartenders that act like that, and I ask them, I go, "Why do you bartend?" Mm. And I got to tell you, sometimes they'll say, you know, just to hang out. Listen, mm. man, if your main goal in bartending is not to make money, cheddar loot that dead presidents you're fucking my flow up because my main objective in bartending is yeah. to make that extra income right and if you if you're into bartending just to hang out yeah then you know what we, we have two different governments you and i yeah because my main objective is to make money right well her main objective yeah not that she wasn't there to bartend she was there to bartend but if she was like a little too much into the bartending aspect and not so much into the interpersonal relationship and we we talk about that. If you don't have the personality, <laughs> yeah, you, you you have a short shelf life. Yeah, and you know what? Unless you're really, I mean, you know, you could be great, good looking, and all that. But you yeah. know what? The bottom line is, people pay for the booze, but they tip you for your service. They mm. tip you for your personality. They tip you for the experience. Mm. Thus, the Disney experience. Right. Bottom line. Yeah. And for me, my target audience is those people that are looking to have a trip, looking to have fun. 
And that's that's what I want. Right. You know right. what I mean? That's what you have to give. And you got to remember that, man. And that's what's going to make people stay longer, too, if they're having a good time. You know, yeah, they come in for a drink. They have their drink. Yep. Are they going to stay and have more? Well, are they having a good time? You know, there's uh, we're talking about Manhattan here. There's got to be 50,000 other places to get a drink, you know, <laughs> in Manhattan. Yeah. So uh, are you going to hang out and listen to this overly opinionated young lady? Or are you exactly. going to go somewhere else and find a different bartender, you know? Yeah. It's the same, not to say it's the same drink, but there's a lot of places to choose from. Yep. There's a lot of uh, competition. When you're bartending, man, you're on a stage. People Mm -hmm. are watching you. And if you're not comfortable with that, Mm -hmm. you have to understand that. You can't say to someone you're both wrong. You got got to find a new job. And there's been times where I've made a drink and the customer insists that it's, it's not right. And it is correct. Right. But I, and I, and I, it makes me look foolish, but I just roll with it. Right. Okay, how, how would you like it, ma'am, sir? Whatever. Right. You know, and right. I, just, I just make it. Or they tell you, you were telling me the story about it. People come up and tell you they want a, whatever, a mattress, and you make it for them. They're like, oh, that's not right. They think it's a Cape Cod. Yeah. Or something like that. They get it backwards. And, and you know, and I try to correct them. I had a lady one time ask me for a uh, sweet, very sweet, su- she said sweet like four times, <laughs> sweet Manhattan. Right. So how would you make that? More vermouth than yeah. whiskey. So I made it, and she's she looking at me like, like a. She wanted a fucking Cosmo. Oh. <laughs> and she's she's making me look like I'm the idiot. Right. She goes, "This is not what I wanted." <laughs> oh come on! And she's and I was like, "Ma'am, you asked for Manhattan." Uh-huh. She goes, "Manhattan is red." <laughs> and it's got a lime and it's in a martini glass and blah blah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I said, all right. I said, you want a cosmopolitan. And then she looked at me and I said, "No problem, ma'am. I got it." And I, I, I you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't. I wasn't looking for an apology, but it, it kind of pissed me off. But I'm just rolling with it because <laughs> right. it's the experience, you know. Yeah, like you always say, it's her moment, not yours, you know. And that's what this girl was like. It was all about her and her yeah. drinks and her knowledge. She had like an elitist personality, yeah. almost, you know. Yeah. Like she knows so much more than everybody else. And I, I say, you know, she could have been having a bad day. I don't know, but. And I'll give her the benefit of that because, you know, you're right, but I wasn't there. But I'll tell you what, man. If you're having a bad day and you're not feeling the conversation, what I do is don't participate in the conversation. Mm. You just stay neutral, stay busy. A trick I do, Mm. I clean the speed rack. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's talking, you know, because sometimes the conversation is weird. I don't want to get into it. Mm. I don't ever like talking about politics. I don't like religion. I don't want to get involved in that. You're in a mixed company. I don't, that's a rule I don't ever do. I just, I I give that nervous laugh and I just go back and (laughs) clean the bar rack and whatever. And I just stay out of the conversation because I don't want to participate in it. I stay neutral. I'm not judging you. You, mm-hmm. you talk what you want to talk. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I really don't want to get involved in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. You know what I mean? Even if I don't agree with, with what they're saying, sure. we're talking shit. It's something I know about. Right. And I'm, I'm going, I'm inside. I'm like, you fucking idiot. You're a fucking <laughs> moron. What are you saying? You're lying. You're a fucking liar, asshole. Or you're pulling these facts out of, like, yeah, sometimes people will say something like, uh, I can't even think of an example, but it's like, where are you getting this information from? You yeah. know, it's like, and they'll state it as a fact, you know, that everyone should know. And you're like, where did you get this information? I know, did you read man. it in the New York Times? Did you see it on, you know, the evening news or, you know, with Dan Rather? Or are you just making this up? <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, uh, I get, it's like, you know, you go to a movie, you ever go to a movie and like, 
you watch the movie and it's over with, and then some asshole will just tell you, you see what he did? He did all this. <laughs> he, he really worked hard. Like, asshole, I just watched the movie with you, you yeah. fucking moron. You don't have to tell me about it. You know, like, and this is, sometimes you get guests like that. They just, like, talk shit. It's like, you know, but you just got to, the Disney experience. I'm just going to, you know what? You could do this. I'm just going to sit there, relax, whatever, man, you know? Yeah, it's like, you guys continue to have that bullshit conversation. I'll be over here polishing the glass like the old saloon keeper in the cowboy movie. You know, behind the bar, you're an illusion. You're a fantasy. You're you're a real person. You're a servant, a friend. You're something to this guest, mm-hmm. and you got to choose it wisely which side you want to you know to present to this to this guest. I'll give you an example. One time, I was behind a bar, and this girl comes up to me, and they were playing uh, ABBA, Dancing Queen, <laughs> right? So she comes up to the bar, and she asks me. She says, "Hey, if you saw me out." Would you dance to me to this song? And I, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, and I'm like, okay. Is this a trick question? Well, so I said, I said, of course. I'm not going to say no. Yeah. And she said nothing. She went back to her seat. And then, you know, I'm like, I'm like, there was something deep to that. There was Uh, something, you know, really deep to that. And I saw that she went back and either her husband or boyfriend uh, wasn't dancing. uh, And this chick wanted to dance. Right. And she's now got fucking these demons in her head that, yeah. why is he not dancing with me? Right. And she comes to me and asks, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I was there for her to reassure her mm-hmm. in a weird way. Like, yeah, I would dance for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just, it was just, you know, to see it, it was weird. And being a bartender, that social intelligence, you, you pick up on that. Mm. And that's, that's what you have to do. I mean, you know. Social intelligence. I like that. You know, you got to have a high social intelligence. You got to talk to people, say hello when they walk in. We talk about it all the time, say goodbye. Yeah. You know, a simple, nice conversation. How are you? That's what people want. I got the greatest tip. At the nightclub and bar show, one guy, he wasn't even talking about bartending specifically. I, I think I talked about it one other time. He was, he was talking about how to build a bar from the ground up, but he was he was he was a bartender himself and an architect. But he he just said this one thing that really uh, made a lot of sense. He said, "Keep your eyes up when you're icing the glass." I wow! Was like, wow, that's that is awesome. I never thought of that, but that's a great way to keep the eye contact because you, you lose it for that second, you know. But if yeah. you keep your even if you're not looking the other person in the eye, but keep your eyes up by icing the glass. I was like, wow, that's. That's a great tip. No, absolutely, man. You, you know, a good bartender needs to have, you know, good awareness. We talked about communication behind a bar. It's always in a good mood. Yeah. You got to always be in a good mood. Uh, you know, a personality, like a personality that you experience where you're both wrong, that makes or breaks your experience as a guest. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. who, who, who the fuck are you to tell me I'm right or am I wrong? I know. I'm not coming here for that. I My know. life sucks. I work a job I fucking hate. I'm having issues with my old lady. And I want to come for a drink. Yeah. And you're probably my last resort that you're either going to agree with me or make it enjoyable. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to look at it like this, man. I'm just, dude, it's a 20 minute ride. We're yeah. taking a jet to Never Never Land. You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah. And I'm just going to help you out. And that's that, you know? So, I mean, that's what you have to do. You got to make an experience that the guest has where they walk away and they're like, wow, man. Yeah. We talk about this all the time, man. Saying thank you. Like you talk about looking people in the eye. When people tip you well, you look them in the eye. A lot of people I've noticed have a problem with that. They really yeah. they can't look at people in the eye. Yeah. You gotta look at people and, and you know and thank them for the tip. And you know, I, I, I talk about tip rage and all that. If you're not getting tipped, don't lose your mind over don't lose your shit yeah, over not getting tipped. I, I'm on. being honest with you. We- you gotta focus on the people that are tipping you. Right, you yeah, you just got to move That's on. That's your target I mean, audience. Get, getting pissed off about it's not helping anybody. You know, you just got to move on to the next one and hope the, the next person is going to do the right thing. Yep, and hey, let me tell you something. The people that tip well, yeah, they cut the line. 
Oh, of course. End of story. Remember <laughs> yeah, that. Absolutely. You know, and I'll play it off like I didn't see you. Yeah. I'm going to serve you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be whatever. Right. I'm going to, that Disney experience applies to you. Right. But you know what, homie? You're flying coach. <laughs> the person that tips first class. Yeah. Just end the story because this is why we do this. Right. These tips. Right. Again, as a bartender, don't tell me you're doing this to hang out. Yeah. Because you, you know what? We're, we park a car in different garages, man. <laughs> We just do. I mean, it just is what it is. And the goal is the Disney experience. You want them leaving like, wow. Make them shine. Make them feel good. Because you know what? At the end of the day, when they feel good, they tip good. Like I said, this girl is very opinionated and uh, judgmental was your word. But you can educate people without embarrassing them. You know, there, there's ways to do it. If somebody's truly interested in how to make this drink that or whatever, there's there's ways to go about it where you're not doing it in a judgmental way. The, the next thing that came up was the cosmopolitan. So, and I kind of made a face like, ah, that's such a overplayed, syrupy, girly drink, you know? And so she's like, um, but it can be done well. You know, it's, it's actually a very nice cocktail. And so she says, first of all, always use lemon vodka. I'm, I'm thinking... Well, I don't do that, but always you have to do it this way, according to her, you know. And then, so she starts making one, and um, she's, you know, Cointreau, which makes it a nice drink, nicer than triple sec. And uh, it actually came out good. She, so she made, like I said, I was st- sitting next to this guy and his wife, yep. and she made one. She made one Cosmo in the martini glass, but then she put it into three smaller glasses and gave it to us to try at no charge. And it was, you know, it was good. And it, it is a decent drink. It's just so overplayed, and most people make it too sweet, but. It was good what she made, but it was just like that word, always. You yeah. always use I know, like, vodka. Like, I, how many times have I made shit up drinking it where, you know, <laughs> I made a Cosmo and, you know, I had no triple sec and I just made yeah. it without triple sec. And, <laughs> I mean, come on, you, know, you got to improvise because always doesn't apply to bartending. Yeah, there's always, no always. I, I will always, you know, it just, it's, I don't know. No, you're right. Always, always doesn't apply to anything in life, you know. Yeah. Always, <laughs> except for well, I always, I always say, always set up your bar exactly the same way. So I think that's a that that can be it always. But it, again, it's not always because maybe you're at, like you said, maybe you're at a triple sec. Maybe there's no limes in the house. Maybe there's whatever. So, I ran out of sour mix one time. Uh-huh. And you know what I do when I run out of sour mix? <laughs> I use Seven Up. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't shake it. Uh-huh. And it makes me cheat where, I, you know, people, like I tell you, and I know it sounds fucked up, but a lot of people don't know the difference. Yeah, but, well, you got to, like and I say, gotta you got to improvise. You got to roll with the flow. If, if you're out of sour mix and yeah. you're busy, you're too busy to change Seven the tank up. or maybe there's no, maybe, maybe they ran out. So you got to, you got to you know, do something. Broke, when you're deep and you're saying, you know, I ran out of sour mix, I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Seven up. And then when it dies down, we'll get the tank. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. The only time I don't ever do that is when Coke, Diet Coke. Because some people yeah. can't drink, they need yeah. they can't have sugar. That's so right, I don't, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll you know tell people no, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know, it's funny we talk about like the Disney experience, uh, and you know, uh, guests that are difficult, but you got to just roll with it, kind of mm-hmm. deal with it. Yeah. This lady one time came up to the bar and she critiqued everything I did, <laughs> breaking my balls from you uh-huh. know from the start. And while she's doing it, I'm getting annoyed, you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's really, you know, yeah. she was out of line. Like, she was things I was doing right, she was telling me I was doing wrong, drinks, every, everything that I did, she critiqued. And while she's doing this, I, her husband was in the background, like, making eyes at me, just like, yeah. as if to say, you know, he was putting his hands down, like, you know, just go along with it, whatever. <laughs> so I'm going along like, with it. I'm doing it on the protest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, she, like, you know, she's a pain in the ass, just go along with it. And uh, 
what he does is he comes back to the bar and he hands me 20. All right. And he says, he goes, listen, my wife does this every time we go out. Just <laughs> please humor her. She just, she has to do this. And it was the funniest thing. And she just, it got like worse and worse. But I was like combat pay. I was yeah. like, she's like kicking the shit out of me, man. Everything I'm doing. She didn't like, she was critiquing the fruit, the way it was cut. She oh was like, the, you know, the she insisted that all Roman Cokes need a lime. Uh-huh. And I wanted to break it down like the Cuba Libra and all yeah. that shit. And she, you know, and I was just like, okay, you're right, whatever you want. But she was doing it in front of people. Yeah. She's like, come on, so bartender. Yeah, you. it was embarrassing me, but yeah. I had to take one for the team. And uh, the husband, the husband paid me, uh, like paid, nice. paid me off to humor her. And I'm just saying, God damn, she must drive this dude fucking crazy. I know. Man. She does it every time she goes out. She probably oh. does it every day, all day at home, too. Because I was just going to like check out mentally and like do yeah. like, you know, avoid her and, and like, you know, point her off to another bartender. Yeah. But I just was like, I love this lady. Come take care of her. <laughs> She's just like, you know, like the way I was shaking, she didn't like it. And oh, no. It was like, I couldn't do it. And, and then I realized like he's, as I'm getting like a volcano of anger, he just was making these motions like to just like, you know, chill, chill, please. Just go with the flow, please. He was like doing Morse code with his eyelids, like blinking, <laughs> like, please, just just go along with her. Please. Go along with her, please. please. You know, I have no idea. He's you, like, I'm in pain. Like, you, you, you take her shit for five minutes instead of me, please. Like she abuses him. He's like, help me, get me out of this relationship. It's crazy, man. All right, little change of gears here. We talked about it before. The TIPS course is, uh, I can never remember what it, it's an acronym for something, but uh, it's all about safety uh, or responsible serving. And uh, you can take it online, which I did. I did that the other day and it was it was worthwhile. I mean, you know, for guys like us who've been doing it a long time, a lot of it's just common sense and things you would do instinctively, but you know, there were a couple there were a couple of uh, good points there. And and if you're young just starting out, it's definitely worth doing. You know, to put that on your resume is is key. Give you an edge. It's going it, it to separate really you. I mean, put it at the top of your resume. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. So, um one good point in the tips course, they talked about keeping a logbook, which makes a lot of sense. If, if there's an issue, whatever, you know, from just cutting somebody off or a fight in your bar or whatever the problem is, to protect yourself legally, what you want to do is keep a logbook. And ideally, even if there's no problem that day, like hopefully most days there'll be no problem, you still make a log entry saying no problems today. And uh, But when there's a problem, you want to you got to keep notes. And that was a really good tip that I got wow. from that course. Because, you know, if it comes back to bite you later... You can recall you it. Got, you, you got your notes there, and, you know, and that's submissible in court if, God forbid, it goes to that level. But, you know, you you write down, uh, you know, this person came in, obviously, uh, slightly intoxicated, you know, had, had two drinks and seemed, you know, whatever happened, you know, maybe the, they had two drinks and were out of control and had to cut them off after only two, but obviously... They came in after already drinking or, you know, whatever it was, or I observed this person taking a pill, you know, or, you know, which can affect how people, how alcohol affects them, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I observed this person uh, swallowing something that I, I believe to be um, a pill of some sort. I didn't know what it was, but then an hour later, she seemed uh, extremely drunk beyond what the amount of alcohol that I had served her. So, you know, the, whatever it is, you know, I thought that was that was a great, great thing. And I, you know, I've worked in places where where you had when I was a restaurant manager at that hotel. I think I mentioned before there was you had to do a log entry every single day, wow. and right and and it's it it also helps you uh, establish patterns if there's a a pattern of you know whatever every every Thursday night you have there's a pattern of issues on Thursday nights you know you can start to determine what that problem was or you know even good things like. Um, 
management can learn from it. This this bartender handled it in a very professional way, and you can use that as a training tool for the others. You know, whatever it is. That's excellent advice. Excellent. Excellent, excellent advice. Yeah. The tips course also talked about the blood alcohol level is, of course, the way it's measured if, if there's a DUI situation. And uh, it talked about people that drink um, consistently can build up a tolerance, but that doesn't mean their blood alcohol level is going to be lower. You know, So they can keep in control with a higher blood alcohol level, but still you know, legally, they're just as drunk as a person who's fallen down, you know, uh, when it comes to, to being measured. So that's something you want to keep in mind, too. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it makes so you really were, think, man. It really does. You know, so, you know, it was 40 bucks online. It was totally worth it. So yeah. uh, definitely you recommend it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. But to transition into back to Vegas again, uh, I still have some interviews left that I did there on the floor. And um, there's a training course called Pastor Training. I guess that's somebody's name, Pastor um, and I have an interview with, uh, with them, so uh, let's give it a listen to that cool. while we're on this subject. Unfortunately, everyone sues everyone for everything. <laughs> uh, this is really an all-encompassing. It deals with ownership to managers to, to employees. So, appreciate it. All right. So I'm recording now. We would love to hear uh, your, your pitch from the beginning. Basically what it is, the Alcohol Hassett Program is an all-encompassing uh, program that really helps ensure the safety of the patron while maintaining uh, a limit liability for the, the, the server. Right. Uh, it's a way for them to ensure that they are safe in their service. Following these procedures, they're able to limit that liability for the lawsuits that occur, unfortunately, every day in our industry. Right. Um, it's really just something that can, uh, it can cripple a business. It, Absolutely. It, it can kill an industry. Uh, we're here to help prevent that. And it's, it's so it, so it's a it's a training course. It's a book. It's a website. What it's is a it? training course. It is exactly a training course. It helps give certification. Our goal ultimately in the immediate future is to help provide this to uh, insurance companies so they can offer this as an incentive to their client base to save money. Uh, it's not going to just save money for the establishment or the insurance company. It saves lives. Yeah. And that's our passion in service is safe serving. Right. It's the training involved, and that's really what we're. That's why we felt so strongly about this program. That's why we want to enter the industry and, and get it out there. Excellent. Hence the reason we're here. So, so you started telling me about this. Oh, yes. Uh, there was an issue at, at, at a certain establishment. I won't name it now, but uh, a woman had, had drank too much. She, unfortunately, was in an incident while driving, uh, injured another person who came back. The third party who was hit right. came back at the establishment right. uh, in a liability issue. They were able to use these seven HACCP principles that are scientifically proven to prove that they were not liable for the instance. In a court of law, it was found wow. that they were not liable. Wow. Um, our, our president owner, CEO Tara Pastor, is a, an uh, expert witness for alcohol cases. She's got six or seven that are pending right now, so it's right. a very active uh, business for us. Uh-huh. Uh, but we don't want those lawsuits. No, we want to avoid them. So I'm really interested to hear what, uh, just briefly, what what are those steps that were taken to? Uh, oh, to- the step step to insert. Basically, this process is the documentation. Uh, I can even pull out a book right now. Documentation such as, has the employee been trained within 30 days of being a new employee okay. on safe alcohol service? Are they okay. aware that they can't serve a visibly intoxicated person? Right. Are they aware that they can't serve an under, you know, a minor? Those are simple things. But right. I'm going to pull out my page here, my cheat sheet. Uh, basically, there's questions. The, all of these are based on what lawyers have asked her in court. So right. she knows firsthand what a lawyer would ask you when proving liability. Um, let me see here. Oh, here we go. Uh, does your policy or procedure of your establishment for handling a VIP intoxicated persons, do you have a, a policy for that? Uh, so a VIP, a visibly intoxicated person. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there staff training provided on how to manage a patron who becomes a VIP? So when they're drunk, how do you handle that? Right. Um, another one. 
policy or procedure for stopping service or flagging somebody. How do you do that and still do it while remaining professional? Right. The problem is in our industry, everyone wants to upsell, upsell, upsell. Right. Right. We're not trying to cut you from selling or making money, yeah. but an extra $10 on your tab as opposed to a $100,000 lawsuit when they drive home and get in an accident, right. we, we, we feel uh, it's, no, no, thank you very much for putting it in proper perspective. No, you're right, you're right. If, if there's a death involved, which is, is really what we want to, we want to avoid that. We don't, want to, we don't want to have to come in and use this program to save somebody. It's there for that, but we want to eliminate the issue. Right, right. We want to save lives, save money. It it's kind of comes hand in hand, so it, it's, it's special, but... That's great. Well, thanks so much for talking to us. We appreciate it very and, uh, much. And you want to tell us our, your website? Uh, yes, it's Pastor Training. We're at www.pastortraining.com, and that's P-A-S-T-E-R training.com. I appreciate it. Yeah, give us a shout-out. Send us an email if it's online. It's something I'm sure my company likes to utilize as well. well um, yeah, right on, that card, right on that card I gave you, you can find our podcast at this address here, or you can just search on iTunes for Bartender Journey. So what'd you think of that, uh, dude? It scares the shit out of me. Yeah, uh, real talk. Like yeah. I, I hear that, and uh, I don't, I don't well, ever. And listen, I'm knocking on wood. I, I don't ever want to be involved in that. I know, I know. I don't ever want to have to deal with that. And um, well, it, we've been. The, pre- I just, it's good to hear that. I'm gonna check it out. I, I well, just, these are the things that protect. You see how he said. Um, one of the things that could protect you has the employee been trained in, he said 30 days, but the, the tips course lasts for three years. You have to be recertified every three years. But that's something that protects you. The fact that you actually just took this course, that you're certified, that's one thing that you, wow. you went to reasonable steps to prevent this from these kind of things from happening. Yep. So you see what he said in, in that one situation. The person got in an accident. Yes, the person got drunk somewhere along the line. Yes, the person had drinks at this establishment, but they were cleared in the end because they followed procedures. They documented, just like I was talking about with the logbook, they documented the situation. The person had been trained, and there's, I think he said there's seven seven things involved. But these are the things, remember we were talking about fake IDs one time, and you said um, if it scans through, is the place still liable? Well, the due diligence. Right? Due diligence, yeah. exactly right. It has the place taken reasonable steps to avoid this, and that's enough. Obviously, selling someone 10 drinks is being negligent, but you can have a problem based on a wide variety of issues, not just serving somebody 10 drinks. Yeah. It's there, there's other things involved and there's ways to protect yourself and, and the establishment, you know, why more bars and restaurants don't require people to take these courses and document things is beyond me because it's, you know, I mean, Oh, you know, the other thing I learned from the tips course, the worst possible scenario, if an underage person gets in a car accident and hurts somebody else or God forbid, kill somebody else, that bartender, not, you know, not just the establishment, the bartender could be sued you know, for for everything, everything you have. Hey, so you, you, that worst case scenario, serve an underage person and that person gets in an accident, worst possible thing that could ever happen oh to you. God. I mean, that's, I mean, serious, that's, yeah. it's alarming. And working at open bars like we do sometimes, that's even worse because yeah. they're not paying. You know, they're like, oh, it's open bar, you know, drink as much as we want, you know. That's, do your due diligence to get ID and, pr- I mean, it's, it scares the shit out of me, man. And, and the thing about, uh, we see it all the time, people getting two drinks and one goes to somebody underage. That's a problem. That's a major problem, you know. You, th- you think, you know, uh, it's not really my problem. This, this person had an ID. We're allowed to serve the person two drinks. But if that happens on your watch, you got a problem. <laughs> you, our, our manager, yeah. what you just talked about, there was yeah. a guy running drinks back to the table, and right. he was giving his daughter wine. Yeah. So I told Remember? the manager... And she, and she was like 
14 or 15. He, the manager went to the fucking table and just took the glass, took the bottle of wine out of the table. Yeah. The father comes back and says, yeah. I'll go apologize to my fucking daughter right now. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm not going to say his name. We'll call him Chuck. Chuck's like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And he kicked and screamed. And he he's like, you can be arrested right now for what you just did. Yeah, one time, I wasn't there, but I heard this story from one of the guys we work with. It was a Sweet 16 party, okay? And the dad's trying to get, I think it was a shot of tequila for his daughter. And the bartender's like, are you crazy? We all know how old she is in this entire, everybody in this room knows how old she is. She's 16. She can't have a drink. And he, and he starts going on, oh, you ruined ruin my daughter's birthday. And he calls the mat. And then, of course, the manager just tells us the same thing. Are you, are you nuts? <laughs> you can't yeah. give your 60-year-old daughter a drink Fucking in here. Fucking asshole. It, you know, and you, you do it at home if that's what you want. You know, you're the parent. If you want to do that at home, that's your problem. But we're not going to make it our problem. This is where it gets where you're not popular. And this is where you can't be everyone's friend. you got to make the decision. I will cut you off if I see you right. taking a drink. You have to. And giving it to yeah. an underage person. Yeah. I will cut you off if I cut somebody off and I see you giving a drink. Yeah. And now what this creates now is this is when bartending's not fun. Yeah. Now I have a group of individuals that are pissed off at me. Right. For cut, for cutting this. Yeah. But I, I have to stick by that. Yeah. And to. you're outnumbered sometimes and it's it's intimidating. But I don't give a no. fuck, man. Straight up. Totally. If, if I see you doing that. And that's why I hate when open bars. Yeah. I do too. If you're ordering five or six drinks, you're a suspect, man. Yeah. I get it. You're, you're, you know, you're doing it for the table. Right. And you got to be careful. Yeah. But I'm always aware of it. My guard is, and that's the social intelligence. You got to be always aware. In the tips course, it said you, you should accompany that person back to the table. That's what it said to do. <laughs> and, you know, that's it's, it's, maybe a little extreme, but that's. It's a lot. I mean, I look at it and um, it's just. Let me tell you another story. One time there was a wedding and. It was getting to be fairly late into the wedding, you know, not much time left. And this young lady comes to the bar with a group of people. It, this is the first time I'd seen her all night. I, I, in other words, she had not been to the bar. I had not served her a drink all night. But she seemed to be uh, a little off. Like, I, I wasn't even sure she was drunk. It was just, it was a little hard to tell what was going on with her. And so the people are like, we need shots, we need shots. And there's like five people, including this girl. And she looked like she was maybe 25 years old. Something like that. And she's like, yeah, I really don't want it. And they're all like, oh, come on, come on. You got to have one. And I'm like, first of all, I need to see her ID. Because I'm trying to get out of giving her the shot that she doesn't want or need or shouldn't have. And the lady's like, oh, she's my niece. She's 25. Don't worry. And then I'm like, no, I need to see her ID. I can give you four shots. They're like, okay, okay, okay. So they take the four. Somebody passes her one. And she does it right in front of me. Next thing I know, she's being taken out in an ambulance. Holy okay? shit. I, I was like, oh, my God, you know, what happened to her? And the, I was talking to the lady who claimed to be her aunt. She's like, oh, her mother just died two weeks ago, and she's very upset. And she, Somebody had been bringing her drinks all night, apparently, from the bar. Like I said, I hadn't seen her all night uh, at the bar. So somebody had been bringing drinks back to her. But somebody else told me this girl had been prescribed Valium after her mother died. So now she's drinking, doing shots, and she's on Valium. Yeah. I felt terrible that she was in that situation, but I didn't give her I didn't give her shit all night. Yeah. But if you're taking Valium and drinking, you're going to get fucked up, and this girl was fucked up. And it wasn't my fault. <laughs> that's, that's that's some scary shit. Well, let's uh let's not end on a downer note there. We, well, yeah. we were talking about the uh the bar across the street from where we work, the uh, bartender in there. 
Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Here we go, folks. All right, so let's get out of that. Let's get out of scary land. Let's, <laughs> let's go in fantasy land. <laughs> there's this Irish bar that's across from where we work, and there's a beautiful redhead bartender from Ireland. With the Irish accent. Who looks like vintage Cindy Crawford with red hair. Who is looks like an angel? Who is fucking smoking? <laughs> what I mean, smoking, beautiful, and not only is she beautiful, she treats everybody very well. You walk in there, biggest smile, and she just smiles. Smile she that makes you up the room, <laughs> and you just sit there, and you got like a, a gallery of dudes, just like <laughs> like like in awe, and she just will come to each dude. It's like, a, and, and she will and just like pay each you. Dude to, is the most important guy yeah, in the bar at she, that moment. And she is, a, and she runs the whole show. Yeah, I've always wanted to ask her what she makes. I know, right? Yeah. And you know what? We talked about it. She treats everyone the same, right? You know, the whole friendly flirting. Yeah, and you know, no, no, just just keeping it real. Like yeah, I'm happy to yeah, see she's you. Like very genuine, though. You know, you, know you don't feel saying? like she's putting it on at all. You know, she, I feel when like you that's tip really her, her, she looks in the eye and she she's appreciative. Yeah. Yeah. Really appreciative, and mm-hmm. I love it. I really do. Cool. Well, uh, this turned out to be a pretty long show, actually, so let's wrap it up here. First of all, please remember to subscribe, leave us some comments on iTunes, give us some stars on iTunes. That really helps us out. You can always reach me at vince.bartender at gmail.com and Twitter, barkeeptips. You can reach me, Gmail, at uh, bartender2222 at gmail.com, and you can reach me on Twitter at Vance Vano. All right. We'll see you next time. Peace.